Hi guys, welcome back to Black and Bougie. This is the second episode of our podcast. Hi, welcome back. This is Sasha. And this is Leandra. And you know how we do. We want to start everything off with a random question to see what you guys think and to give our opinions about it. So Leandra, are you ready? I'm definitely ready. I cannot wait. So my random question is, what do you think men should know about women? It can be in a relationship sense. It can be in an overall general sense. But what do you think men should know about women? Um, I'm not going to speak on emotional because everyone is different. And I don't personally, I don't like subscribe to the he should have known what I wanted type of thing. Now, if you tell him and he still is acting goofy then that's a different story but if you don't tell him and expect him to just know how you're feeling at all times that's to me that's weird no one's a mind reader but biologically i think men all men from the ages of of 18 which is college age to the ages of well just one semester really of a college course in biology because this whole argument of you dudes know what a clit is, blah, blah, blah. It's annoying. It's irritating. I'm tired of hearing it. We shall all know the outside and the inside, especially if you are a sexual creature with a person of the opposite sex. I'm sorry. You should always know what the clit is. Always. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. And I guess I'm going to subscribe to the more emotional thing, but it's, I'm going to put it out there. This is what I feel that men should know about me as a female, but it can also, I feel like this particular comment will be taken as a whole. Guys, men, boys, do not catcall. That's not cute. Like you think saying, hey ma, what's up? What's good? What you doing? Is cute. You think a woman's gonna look at you and be like, oh hey daddy, no. Now I'm gonna look at you crazy. Like, why are you talking to me this way? Like I'm your child, like I'm a dog. Don't do that. If you want to approach a woman, approach her right. Like, and you know you're gonna get the whole comments like, oh, you know, I try to approach her right, but she's still turning out. Move on. Cause that's her right. Or move on. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Have a good day, ma'am. Boom. Like I no female is obligated to talk to you. No female has to go out of their way to make you feel better about yourself and your masculinity. Keep it pushing. You will find a person that will sit there and be like, oh, okay, I like that. Hey, obviously not all girls do. Goodbye. I'm going to say something controversial. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Ready for it. Men know when catcalling is rude. Men know that they should probably not be doing it or talking to any woman, lady, or friend that way. And I will say this because when men catcall and you turn around and give them the, the wrong attention, they get all shy and flustered. And you know, you're some poor ballsy that's like, oh, like, you know, you a bitch, you know. Blah, 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 how dare you, whatever whatever they say. But more to the time, they'll definitely look at you like, oh, I didn't think you would say anything back. 
They know it's wrong. So act right. Just act right. That's something y'all should already know. Act right. Everybody just act right. Um, I will say though, I have gotten to many arguments with grown men because I speak my mind and I know how to argue back. Do Because do not come up to me a certain way. Do not be rude and expect me to be like, okay. <laughs> I'm not subscribed to that magazine subscription. I'm sorry. I was raised by mostly women in my family. No one in my family takes that mess. I don't know who raised y'all, but get it right. Mm, okay. Just a quick point to bring up then. What do you say to the women that are afraid? So, for example, I don't think, at least and from what I understand, you have ever experienced being threatened while being catcalled. So, in my examples, I've, most of the time when I've been catcalled, I've felt threatened. Because right after, the either I ignore them and say, oh, no, no, thank you. I can't give you my number. Oh, I have a boyfriend. Oh, I have this, I have that. Oh, you a bitch then. You're fat. You're I'm like, oh, okay, fuck you. Like, where did this even come from? But I've had men just like step to me after I just like turned them down. And I'm just like, yo, my dude, you got to chill. Like, what's going on? What do you say to the females who don't like, who want to stand up for themselves, but have experienced like that fearful moment where they're just like, no, I can't. I have to protect myself. Personally, um, I've been called a bitch by a man. I've personally been stepped to by a, a grown man. Quick story time. Um, it's a little personal, but, you know, yada, yada, yada. My mom's car ended up having to get um, given back. Actually, just given back because we can no longer afford the payment. She wasn't driving anymore. Um, my mom is a sick woman. So for a long time, she was bedridden and I was the only one going out of the home. I was cleaning up the car and a couple days before we had to give the car back, my mom actually hit a car. We didn't know who's, which neighbor it was. We tried asking around. No one knew whose car that was. To be honest with you, to this day, I still think he was a drug dealer, but whatever. Um, so uh, we just left it alone and a really huge guy came up to me and he was just like, he started yelling because his car was dented, of course. And he said, you hit my car, you hit my car. And listen, I was pissed off because I was dealing with a lot at that time. I was emotional because I didn't know how to handle some of the emotions of being the full caregiver of someone who was sick and bedridden, especially someone who is your mother, who is someone who's still young enough where you think they would be able to be able to do so many things themselves. And then they have a disability that takes that all away really quickly and really fast so it was just a lot of stuff and even before that I was still standing up for my mom I was still like don't talk to her like that or don't talk to me like that but in that moment I asked him I was like who are you yelling at he was like I'm not yelling you would know if I'm yelling but who are you yelling at and I said it like that very steadily I was like, who are you yelling at? Very stern. And he finally calmed down. He's like, listen, you hit my car. He's like, I'm not trying to yell at you. Blah, blah, blah. And so I explained to him that it was an accident. 
My mom and I thought it was another neighbor's car and we tried to ask him whose car it was and no one would tell us. He said, you don't know your neighbors? And I said, no. I said, to be honest with you, I don't talk to anybody in this neighborhood. Um, I only go to work and come home, take care of my mom. And he was like, listen, he was like, just give me a certain amount of X amount of money. We'll call it even. I had to give him X amount of money. We called it even. That's the first instance in which I experienced a grown man trying to step to me because something did not go his way. It might not have been catcalling, but it was something that he felt that he, of course, he deserved the explanation for the car. But the way he came up to me was inconsiderate. It was rude. It was uncalled for, especially since it was at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Full, okay. Fully dark. No, okay. I understand that. I understand that, but there's a certain fear in regards to catcalling because you have to add in the attacked masculinity. In that particular situation, he was just being an asshole. I mean, most guys were being an asshole. No, no, but like but, if you think about it, it's just, it's not the same situation, mm-hmm. but it's the same um, reaction mm-hmm. and or feeling of like, well, hold up, I'm owed something. Mm-hmm. That feeling of like, I'm owed this, I'm owed that. Listen, if if you're truly fearful of someone doing something to you because because you did not want to re- reciprocate their advances, do what I do and walk faster. <laughs> um, walk around with self def- with a self defense kit or something like, you know, there there are you know um, I don't want to say shanks, but it's technically called a shank. It's like this stick thing and it has ridges on it, and one puncture to the wrong place and it's over. You know what I mean? Um, I, I am a true believer in women defending themselves. And of course, it's natural to be scared. I'm not going to say it's weak to be scared. It is natural for anybody to be scared of a stranger, especially when they're yelling exploitative, especially when they're yelling, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to shoot you, F you, that's why you should have died, blah, blah, blah. Anybody who's experienced that, I am sorry. I am truly sorry. That is uncalled for. And we're going to... But you have to be prepared for the worst. We're going to... You know what I'm saying? We're going to point this out here. And because a lot mm-hmm. of people will say, well, you know, toxic max, um, masculinity. Why can't we tell boys to act right, this, at the third, or men to act right? Yes, that is also the case. You should tell the men to That's act also the right. Case, definitely. But you should also be prepared. It's no, it takes two to yeah, tango. Yeah, also, I'm not listening. No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm, I'm just saying I'm in general. Saying, it takes two to tango. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying, oh, you know, men should not be held accountable. Yes, they should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I know you're raised better than that. I know for a fact I was raised better than that. I don't know who told you that was okay, but it is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, men like that and people like that in general are just the rats of society, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So... But have you ever been catcalled on like the subway or the bus? Me? Yeah. I'm sorry, the way I made that sounds like, yeah, girl, all the time. But no. <laughs> right, like, ooh, yeah, I'm a snack. I, of course I do. Damn. <laughs> but no, I remember the first time, and I don't even, it wasn't a cat call, but I was hit on. I was in middle school. And this guy must have thought I was grown as shit, but I knew I was scared. And I remember I gave him my number because I didn't know what to do. I was looking around for people to help me, you know. No one was just, like, paying my ass no mind. And all I remember is, dang, I got to change my phone number now because I don't want this man calling me. I'm scared. I'm scared. 
But yeah, no, as I got older, I have been catcalled on the subway, on the train, on a bus. And, you know, those stories are never fun. So going into the topic of our podcast today, what is the craziest subway or bus story you have? Ooh. Well, first before that, if y'all must know, we knew we grew up in New York City, you know, center of the universe where the Big Apple with nothing and people and everything doesn't sleep. You know what doesn't sleep either, Leandro? Hobos. Rats, girl. What you mean, hobos? <laughs> nah, the New York rats are wild. They're like little thugs. They look at you like, what's up? Baby cat calling. What's up, ma? I see you. No lie. No lie. I've been in the subway in the daytime on the platform. Big ass rat is scaring across. Everybody's gonna look like, the hell? And it's like, yeah, we here and the most. Mm, y'all in our city. What's up? The biggest thugs you'll ever meet are the rats. If you ever mm-hmm. visit New York, the biggest thugs you'll ever meet are the rats. So... I mean, listen, I was in the subway once and I was just sitting there. And that's when I worked at Eminem World. Horrible job, never worked there. And <laughs> and it was that nighttime car. I got off really late at this job all the time. I don't know how I did it because I got off so late and had to get up so early for the next day. Um, So me and this girl were sitting there. We were, it was only a few people in the car. And we saw this huge rat. I don't even know if it's considered a rat anymore. It was like, it was huge. I'm dead. It's a whole new species. Because I only saw it out of the corner of my eye, but she saw it like full-fledged face to like snout or whatever it's called they have. And so I I was like, oh, she was just like, yeah, I saw that too. I was like, oh, hell no. If that thing had come in, I would have left this whole car. She was laughing. I was like, I'm serious. I would have left. She said, yeah, me too. And we just had to sit there with the knowledge mm. that like, this, when I say huge, I'm like the size of a cat or bigger. So one day the rats are going to uprise out of the subway and kill us all. Like people think it's the robots. It's the rats. Nah, so I believe I saw, don't quote me on this, but I do believe I saw a video of like New Yorkers hunting rats because the rats are huge. And like, forget just being on a train and like the subway. First off, remember that one time we saw a rat on a Long Island Railroad platform and Long Island Railroad supposed to be bougie? <laughs> I was done. I was done. He was like, hey, sis, what's up? And I was like, oh, no, we gotta go. We close the doors. But they be running outside, too. I I was with one of my friends, and we're just walking, painting on mine. The rat was like, oh, yeah, in my path. Wait, I'm crossing. And we we waited. We was not fighting this rat. Oh, my God. You got it. You You let a rat bully you? Yes. What you mean? (laughs) <laughs> the rat can have whatever he wants. Like, I am not trying to get rabies. I'm not trying to get bit. If a rat tries to decide to touch me, that's it. I'm hitting the ground. And I, I can't, can't be helped. 
Y'all got to call an ambulance. I don't know if you remember, but there was this video like a year or two that and it, and it circulated and it was this girl and it was this black girl. And I felt so ashamed for her because this rat was coming out of her shirt and and hanging around her, going down off her shoulder. And people were in the comments like, how did she not feel that rat? Oh, my God. La, la, la. And then it turned out that rat was her freaking pet. What? Oh, I think I know. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes. And her friend was sitting there next to her. And I was like, how are you sitting next to her? That's disgusting. She adopted a New York rat as a pet. Not like one of those like rats from the pet stores that you get. Because the rats from pet stores, I'm not going to lie. They look groomed. Yes. They look disgusting, but they look yes. groomed. But this was a scruffy ass. I come from the, sh- the, from the streets. Not the streets. The streets. <laughs> I come from the streets type of rat. <laughs> not the streets. The streets. Like that shit was. And it was huge. It was disgusting. I would have died. Like can you imagine you sitting there minding your business going to work. You look over your neighbor's like hey you want to see my pet rat? And just comes out their shirt. Nah. Ooh, and like I low-key exactly. believe rats are cannibals like Leandra would not want me to send her this video but I saw a video of a dead rat just stuck under a garbage can another rat poked its head out looked at it snatched it up right back under it was like a horror movie like I cried because I didn't I didn't like rats can do that to humans I can't wait until I'm rich enough to take an Uber everywhere. Child, imagine a rat in Uber. You get in, it climbs in with you. Like, what's up? Shut up. We get one for a ride. No, I'm so serious. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've I've gotten used to Uber. I've gotten too used to Uber. Um, I will not do Lyft. I think Mm -hmm. Lyft takes too long. I will not do, um, what is the other ones? The other car sharing apps. Oh, I don't know. That's the one. Via, via. Via. I won't do that. They take extremely too long. I mean, their prices are cheap, but they just take way too long, which is why their prices are cheap. Um, to come and get you, but Uber, like I don't care. Nobody says it's it. Yes, it's a, it's a penny or t- it's a dime or two, but I will take that shit to Mount Vernon East train station instead of walking when it's extremely hot or cold. I was looking to the CVS. Um, when it's like heat stroke hot, come back alive. We've, even though we, we've been in like quarantine the summer, we, it's been nice summer weather. <laughs> the irony has, has not been lost on me. Um, I mean, so I just, the little things about, mm-hmm. go, ahead. go ahead. So I just, I don't know. I just love Uber. Um, I cannot wait until the train, the bus, the railroads are absolute, are, are absolute, absolute, excuse me, absolute for me because I can't do it. I can't deal with the wildlife. <laughs> I can't deal with the wildlife. Oh my God. And you know, because of the um, pandemic and everyone being on lockdown and quarantined, the wildlife came out even more. They're like, oh, we're the humans. Nah, this is our town now. And this is why they wilding out. Rats over you here attacking so? birds. Yeah, well, one rats, New York rats always run everything. 
But now they just like they were thugs before. Now they the mafia. I don't know. I'm I'm just like they were little street thugs. Now they own like they running they running little cartels throughout the nation. That's how they rolling now. I'm just tired of having to run for a trainer bus. Like it was cute when I was in middle school mm-hmm. or in high school, and even like the beginning of like college. It was it was cute. Now it's like, all right, can y'all stop playing? <laughs> just wait for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, that's how and you know that's I've been a little spoiled in that way. Um, when I did have a job, I had the means a little bit to do that uber life from my house to the train station which is a bit far to be honest mm-hmm. how about you um i mean where i live i would always have to take a bus to the train i'm a walker so i prefer to walk either way but i also am lucky enough where i live at the crossroads of a lot of the buses. So if I miss my primary bus where I don't have to walk an extra two blocks, I'm like, okay, cool. I can just take the secondary bus and I just have to walk an extra what? Three right. blocks. But I think my biggest issue with the trains was when I worked in the morning time, you would have, I have to wake up super early to take a specific bus. Oh, Sino, remember? Remind me to tell you a funny story about the buses in the morning time and about my bus boyfriend. Anyway, I would have to take a specific bus to catch a specific train. If I miss that specific train, I'm going to be either on time or a little late. But then on that specific train, there was always something happening. People arguing, people fighting. I would have to call into her, hey, I'm going to be late. They arguing and my, to the point where my boss is like, yo, they argue every day. Like, exactly. You think I'm lying? You think I want to not make it to work on time? <laughs> So those are my biggest things. But let me throw this in real quick. So like I said, I would always have to take an early morning bus to catch my specific train. So there would always be three buses in a row. Depending on who was the driver for those buses, they made it on time or they never did. So I was running late one day and this bus driver caught me. He's like, slowed the bus down, caught me. I was like, oh my God, thank you. He said, oh, no problem, no problem. I call him the mean bus driver. You know who he is. If I tell you um, the other story, you'll be like, oh, it's him. And he's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I see you running. I caught you. I was like, oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Next day, I ran again. He's like, oh, see, you got to stop running now. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like my gullible behind, thinking of another, like, oh, yeah, no, thank you again. So I finally started getting on time. So I get on the bus, the same bus, same bus driver. Oh, you didn't run to that. I didn't have to catch you. I'm like, oh no, but you know, I was good. I came in early and, you know, say good morning when I, the next day I was like, good morning. He said, hi, beautiful. Hi, my girlfriend. Oh my God. He thought y'all started a whole relationship. Um, the, but, but since when? I think you have to let this girlfriend of yours know that you're, I'm your girlfriend. Like what? So I was like, ha 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 ha. The next day, I got my behind up extra early, made it made it to work extra on time because I was not having the foolishness. The mean bus driver done made me his girlfriend. Wait, head up. So you got up extra early <laughs> so you don't have to see this man. That's right. You know what it is? I think bus drivers do certain things to like 
because they're bored. I'm gonna be honest. I growing up taking like only the bus system because now I take the train system, mm-hmm. but growing up only taking a bus system in Queens. Um, <laughs> I've had bus drivers who were just like, "You did not have to be like that." Like at one point, I would lose my metric card all the time. And the last episode, I tell you guys that I was a child who was clumsy and lost stuff a lot. This is one of those stories. I lost my metric card all the time. And because of where I went to school and where I lived, I got a full metric card. In New York, um, it, it depends on where you live next to the school. So if you live far away enough, you can get a full ride for free. You won't ever have to pay for a metric card. I didn't have to pay for a, a metric card until college. Dude, and even fancy. then, um, I got money from my mom. <laughs> um, and then if you live like a little closer, they'll only give you half. Then if you live too close, they'll tell you behind a walk. But I was one of those lucky people that got a full ride every time. Um, I went to school in Hollis and I went to high school in Bayside. So when I was in middle school, I would lose my much card or the time it was actually a problem i've lost wallets it it was a problem cute wallets too anyways i digress so the, the so the problem was i had to ask i was like hey can i get on i don't have any money i don't have a metric card the f- the first time he was like yeah but he made like he said yes but he made like a big fuss out of it and then the second time he was like so you can't give me at least something and so then a passenger the second time was like, just put a quarter in. I was like, okay, I did not have enough the second time. I only had like a dollar. And so I just put a quarter in. He let me on. I feel like they just be doing stuff to be because they're miserable or like they're bored. I truly do. Uh, there was another time. I actually believe this bus driver was just rude. And um, I'm not saying racist, but I feel like he was rude. Um, I lost my metric card another time. And I truly had no money, like no change at all. And as I can't get on, he said no. Usually they let you because and because I was a child. Usually they would say, they give you a hard time, then they would say yes. Mm-hmm. But this man said no, and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, no. He said, get off. Wow. And I was like, okay. And it was so awkward. <laughs> And um, at that time, I was the same school as my cousin, and she didn't even know that I wasn't let on. So I had to walk all the way home by myself. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then there was another time where, again, the theme of this these stories is I lost my metric card, the reason why I had to ask to get on. Um. So, yeah, another time it was in the morning, and I was supposed to ask for metric card that day, but I was like, hey, can I get on? And this guy was like, where's your metric card? And I was like, oh, my, I'm so sorry. I lost it. Um, I even had like a piece of paper. A couple of those times, they even had a piece of paper. And the bus driver mm-hmm. was like, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> and he was just like, give me a hard time. And then he said, fine, sit down. And he was like, really mean. And I remember it because I sat down like kind of behind him, but not too close. But like. I was in the front. And he was like, go further back. I don't even want to look at you. And I was like, (laughs) what? Yes. These people are miserable because they have to sit there all freaking day, get butt blisters. They have to wear gloves because their hands hurt and they can get arthritis from the steering wheel. Like these people are miserable sometimes. So I truly believe. And and, and again, um, 
when people, certain people are in positions of power, no matter how small of a fraction that power is, they get a little hot, hot-headed, big-headed. Um, they exploit that power for their own either personal gain or amusement. So I feel like that's what that really was. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I feel like all of our stories so far have been really bad stories about the <laughs> MTA. But no, I also have a good story. There's one of the, I found out he actually lives around me, which I think is so funny, but there's this one bus driver that at a certain time, like say if I had to make it for my 8 a.m. shift, I would take his bus every morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Talk, et cetera, et cetera. When he's going to work, we'd sit next to each other and chat it up. And there are generally good, like obviously good people. But I think that's the best feeling when you know it's like, oh, that's my bus driver. Hold on, I'm going to go on this bus. I don't want your bus. Let me go talk to him. Or a specific bus driver that I appreciate. I don't know him, but I guess that's my mama's best friend. My mom, if you guys, well, you guys most likely don't know this. My mom has bad knees. And so she needs to stand or sit in a specific spot on the bus. He will make sure he pull up right in front of her. Make sure she get her seat. And if you know she's nice, she's like, okay, no, you don't have to do that. I can stand today. He's like, you sure? You sure? He's like, yes, yes. And he would take care of her. And I appreciate that. I appreciate bus drivers that make people get up for the elderly. Like, nah, stand up. This is the elderly. Let them sit. Or I remember one time a young lady, a young girl, was really sick. And she was about to faint. He said, nah, we're not moving this bus until somebody give her a seat so she can sit down. And yeah, there are good stories. There are MTA workers that are out there doing the damn thing. And I appreciate that. Yeah, my well, I have an aunt who was um, an MTA bus driver for a while. I have a cousin who was an MTA bus driver. And and, and he, was, um, he still is actually the MTA train conductor. So I... <laughs> I'm not, you know, so I'm, so, you know, I know that there are nice ones, but the horrible ones are the ones that have old stories. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I remember. So, I, as you can tell, am very natural. Natural hair, big froze all day until I cut it. But when this story happened, I had the big fro. And so, my hair was out. My fro was popping. The curls was magical. Like, Look, Black Jesus kissed my head and said, let their, let your curls just shine and glisten today. And I was feeling myself all Black up and down Jesus. this train car. And so I smelled reefer. I smelled the reefer. I looked out. This guy was smoking a blunt. Like, it wasn't like, you know, a little, little thing. No, it was huge. There was smoke pouring from it. And me and everyone else in the car were like, I know you're fucking lying. And, like, I kid you not, we tried to get the train conductor, and I guess because it was kind of early, he was like, nah, or she was like, nah, not today. Not today, say this is my last ride. I'm just trying to make it through. Do not give me no problems. And so I hope I didn't go to work smelling like weed. My poor hair, I felt like they lost the balance. (laughs) You probably did, girl. Don't worry. They're probably Sasha. The one... The one, like, iconic, I guess, New York transportation that I cannot mess with anymore are the yellow cabs. Well, huh? I absolutely do. Huh? 
Huh? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I absolutely do not like the yellow cabs. Here's why. Mm-hmm. I do have a story, but I also just think that personally, of course, they take the longest. They take the longest route because they want more money. Blah blah. blah. But they're also rude. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. They're just rude. And you would think for, um, what is it? Part of, what is it? A, a career that's dying because of, because of car sharing ride apps like Uber and Lyft and Via that they will be nicer so they get more customers. No, no, no. Um, I had a back injury when I worked at a bakery and, I cannot, I like, I literally could not walk. And I was already running late because of my back injury. And I could not walk down the road. Every time I walked, I just, oh my God, it was one horrible step after another. Mm-hmm. And I asked, I was like, hey, I really need, and it was in front of the hotel near my job. So my, so it was like four or five blocks away from my job. And there was a hotel when I first got in my train station. And all the cabs in front of it felt like the hotel people. So like they can go more distances. And I was like, hey, I really, I like, I'm going, like, this is where I'm going. Um, I know it's not really far from here, but I really need a a cab. I cannot walk. And the guy was like, no. And I was like, I was like, please. I was like, I'm I said, and I said to him, I said, there's no one out here. I'm going to pay you. I have a back injury. I can't walk. So he finally, finally, he let me ride. Um, And the reason, also the reason why they didn't like to go to the, like the five blocks away because they only got like five dollars so if you think about it it's really like a dollar a block mm-hmm. um and then another time i got into a fight on my birthday with a cab driver because he did not want to go basically to my job and i was like this is where i'm going why are you not going here and he said the road's blocked off i have to go another way and i was like okay and then he said far away from my job said this is all he said this is as far as i can like take you i'm not going down there and i was like why he was like, because then I have to go all the way around. And I said, but I didn't actually even go this way. I actually go to the job, like my job. And he said, well, this is if I can take you, blah, blah. And I said, you know what? I'm leaving and I'm not paying you. And I did not pay him. And he was like, you stupid, you stupid. I said, you stupid. Hmm? <laughs> I called him dumb, all, the, all, that, all that good stuff. I cursed him out. And then I went to work. And I was late because he was stupid. <laughs> nah. I feel you. I I don't think I've... Well, the biggest thing with me is, you know how it's uh, against the law for them to discriminate and not pick you up in a yellow cab. So that was my biggest thing with them. They'll, I'll, I would say, hey, I'm trying to go this direction. They're like, okay, no. And they'll drive off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I have to... I have to go somewhere. You can't deny me a service. But I don't think I've ever really had... Any difficulties with the yellow cab? The green cabs in Queens is another story. I had some problem with those. Yes. So the green cab. For context, guys, just in general, I do not have a sense of direction. <laughs> I find everything I need to find by landmarks or constantly travel to that location. That's how I know where to go. You can't ask me streets. You can't ask me names. I'll probably remember it. some main streets. But other than that, I, I I can't help you. It's just a thing. I've accepted my fate and it's been going strong for 28 years. Um, anywho, I was in a green cab 
And the guy said, oh, where are you going? And I said, you know, my address, here it is. He's like, okay, how do I get there? I was like, what do you mean? You have a whole GPS. He's like, why can't you just tell me? But why can't you just put it in the GPS? I have a terrible sense of direction. It would be easier this way if you put it in your GPS. He got frustrated. But you told him what address you wanted to go to, right? Yes, he got frustrated with me. Because I did not know how to get to this place. Well, my I didn't know which best route to take to my house. But you have a whole working GPS right there. I could put the address in to your phone. And we can call it a day. But see, that's why Uber is dominating. Because these people want to sit there and argue with you. And, and then run the clock on your time. No. And then if for people, I don't know how it is in Brooklyn right now. But in Queens, we do have also like unmarked cat, um, taxi cabs. And they, they're kind of scary. They're not kind of scary. They're scary. So they aren't official taxi drivers, but they will stand out and just charge you real cheap to take you to where you got to go. So I remember one time I was desperate and I was trying to make it to work. And I said, hey, I really just need to take a cab. Um, I was it trying to go to work. I tried to either go work. I think it was going home. I was trying to go home. I was like, I need to take a cab. It's at the third. And I said, uh, should I risk it? Should I risk it? And I was going to risk it in one of these cabs. But then the guy going back to cat calling, a oh, baby looking for a cab. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yes, I am. Oh, here, let me take you. I could take you for free. <laughs> I can get something else out of return in return. Right? Like a kiss. You said no, right? Mando, I kid you not, I was desperate. My behind took that bus home. I was like, you know what, MTA, you're not that bad. I could be your girlfriend for a bit. <laughs> so I have to deal with that. I will say I liked, I know you, you know, your expense was bad. I would have just took another one, to be honest. But any <laughs> like the black unmarked cabs were actually my favorite way of taking cabs in Queens. Especially from the Long Island Railroad to Rosedale, where I used to live in Queens. That's like my favorite because mm-hmm. it was cheap. It wasn't like no $25. Well, it was $20 flat. And I usually got nice people. Um, the most if I got called was like, hey, you want to ride? <laughs> <laughs> anybody that was like, yo, baby, I ignored them. Um, anybody that was like, um, oh, sweetie, I can give you a ride. Anybody that said like gross things like that to me, I ignored them and went somewhere else. Because there are people who genuinely want to do a job. You know what I'm saying? And I learned through talking to some of the cab drivers in the unmarked cab um, that those are the people usually who are rejected by Uber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uber can reject And there's you. a reason. Huh? Listen, there's a reason, obviously. <laughs> well, sometimes it's, it's um, like Uber's like... I forgot what it was that like made them... Some of them, like the people you're talking about, yeah, there's a reason for that. But it's like mm-hmm. the criteria you have to have to be an Uber driver. I forgot what I was told, but it just, you know. And then some of them were screwed over by Uber. Some of them were, unfortunately, not completely legal, so they couldn't really work for Uber. Mm-hmm. So my black cab experiences have been, like, really good. <laughs> there was, like, one scary time, though. Um, it's my fault because I was drunk and it was late at night time and I took Oh, I hate stories like this. You it's not your fault. No, no, no. It's my fault in the sense of like I should have known where I was going, where he was taking me. 
Um, because okay. he took a he he took the it's like he took the same route that the black cabs really take to go to go to my house in Rosedale, but it was like he made different turns, but he went on the same highway. And so I was like, "Where are you going?" <laughs> and I yelled at this man. Did you yell at him? And he said, "I'm going where you told me." He was like, "Three, three, three. I'm not the us. Oh, wow, that's my address now. He said, "You know, two forty three. That's sixteen meter road, Rosedale. I could tell y'all my address because I'm an address no more." And he, I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, never mind. Sorry." And he was like, "No, it's okay." He was like, "He was a Spanish guy." He was like. You always gotta. He said you always gotta question these things anyway. He's like, it's cool that you, you know, blah blah. He was really cool about it, but I felt so bad because I yelled at this man Damn. for doing his job because I was drunk and I was getting ready to fall asleep. That's why. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's like the only time I had like a problem, I guess, with the black cats. So they like they were my favorite. Mm-hmm. I wish they had black cats out here to be honest that weren't cringy. But no, speaking of like uh, alternative routes to get home or ways to get home. The one thing I definitely will not take, no matter how desperate I am, I could be staring at it in the face and they could be like, sis, we'll give you a free ride, is the dollar vans. I will feel. I love the dollar vans. No. Oh my God. (laughs) No, I love the dollar vans. I used to take the dollar vans to work when I lived in Queens. Well, when I was over there, it was two, it went up to $2. And the thing about it, and if you didn't pay them, they didn't go after you because they had no business riding their van anyway. Technically, it was illegal. Wait, what? What? Dollar vans are illegal? Um, Some of them. Like, some of them you see, like, licenses on the window, but some of them you don't because uh, I don't think they're registered yet. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they be, I guess they've begun to be legal. Um, I know my mom's day, she used to tell me how they weren't legal and used to drive crazier than they do now. But yeah, I used to get on that dollar van, eat my bacon egg and cheese, or monster cheese, have my Arizona, all my way to work. <laughs> and then they took me to the route of the construction site near the LIRR where I would see like this constri- this cute construction guy and we would say hi to each other. I'm dead. Of all the things. <laughs> so I'll be really happy. <laughs> I saw that one video. And that was it. It was over after that. That video of like this dollar van on a high speed chase and people in the van <laughs> screaming. They're like, heads up, like, let us out. Let us out. They're like, no. That was it. Never. I would never take it. I feel like, I feel like every time you say you don't want to do something, it's because you saw like, circum- you saw a video of circumstances that like, it's like, a 1% chance of happening and you idealize that in your head and said, this could happen to me. So knowing my luck, I'm not trying to risk it because that would be it. I'd be like, okay, you know, let me take this dollar van and next thing you know, he pulls a gun out. It's just like, hey, we're going for a high-speed chase. Y'all in it. I'm going to be like, but I got to go to work. Like, like, <laughs> And you know, it's a great excuse. It's a great excuse. Just call your job. Be like, hey, I can't come to work today. Why not? My dollar van is on a high-speed chase with the police. I've technically been kidnapped. You know, oddly enough, I think my boss would have believed me. He'd be like, oh, Sasha, you sure? Yes, sir. I don't make stuff like this up. I would have called out if I just didn't want to come to work. <laughs> Facts. And, and that's a, that's one of those stories that's like, 
no, like it's not made up because they still like they're not here. <laughs> so it's one of those stories that's like people and people feel sorry for you because you got kidnapped and you get a few more extra days off. Yeah, that's like I'm about to say. I think after the high speed chase, I would just call my boss and be like, "So I'm gonna need another day off." I just can't. I'm just so emotionally, physically, and just mentally drained. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like I like the dollar van. The dollar van and the black cabs, the ones that you hate, I loved. Nothing ever happened to me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm lucky. I don't know. Um, that's good that's a good thing to be lucky about no yeah because there are some horror stories of unmarked transportations especially in a city where it's really easy to get lost um or really easy to be trafficked to be honest because there was one time i was in the dollar van and it was nighttime and i was looking sexy i'm not gonna lie because i was going somewhere and Mm -hmm. um Sometimes they would have like their friends tag along on their rides. They'll collect the money or whatever. And I was the only one on that like ride route for that night. And I was like, oh my God, I hope they don't kidnap me and like ship me off to like another country to be trafficked because it would not be like taken. It would be like, it would be like the Saw movies. I would just die. (laughs) Because I would just die. Oh my God. Because they would kidnap me for it to be sex trafficked. And then, like, I wouldn't be their type. So they would just kill me. <laughs> Dang, you didn't even think someone's going to come and, like, come after you and save you? Just like, no, I'm just going to die. Gonna I mean, people will fate. try to come after me and save me. But also, I'm a black woman in America, so I don't have high hopes for that. Ooh. Save for the people in the back. <laughs> I honestly do not have high hopes that they would that they would like keep going after a certain amount of time i do not so i would just probably die in the sex trafficking ring mm-hmm. <laughs> what wow. there's one system that hasn't failed me which is i've had one full of experiences you know when i've had to pee i could pee peacefully when i have to throw up i could throw up peacefully oh you know I've always had comfortable seats. Once in a blue moon, I'd be like, ooh, this is terrible. But it's the Long Island Railroad. I like it. I like it, too. I like my version of the Long Island Railroad now is the Metro North that comes from Connecticut. And, and mm-hmm. on that train, they have... Oh, that's nice. Huh? Yeah, no, I was saying it's nice. When I got on, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> on that one, they have um, chargers everywhere for your phone because it's a long trip to Connecticut from New York. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm always like, yes, I once missed my stop because I was asleep on it, but I was like, yes. Dang. I think, oh, let me tell this fun story back in my, this was actually back in my youth. So I was really young, like maybe 20, I was drinking at the time, so 22, 23. So me and my friends, we were going to go to the Cheesecake Factory. I think someone told me it was in Roosevelt Field. But that's before it came to Queens. And so, you know, we're getting on the Long Island Railroad. Arbohans bought a ticket, jumped on the wrong train. So we're like, oh, man, we're on the wrong train. This, that, there. I remember very vividly this hippie white guy 
was like, no, guys, go to the front of the train. When we get to the front of the train, you got to run across the tracks to go back on another train to get some Jamaica. We sitting here. We got one across what? We had we, we don't do that. <laughs> Child, when that train stopped, we saw another train coming. And mind you, you know, when you're in Long Island, these trains take forever to come. So it's not like, oh, you're going to wait 10, right. and I think it was a weekend too, 10, 15 minutes. No, it's like 20, 30, 40 minutes for these trains. When I can't, you know, the, guy, the white guy got off with us, run, run. We ran across them tracks. One of my, my, my male friend, he was faster, so he caught the door. I was in the middle because, you know, I'm a little chunkier, so I got to catch my breath. <laughs> then the other girl, Lord have mercy, she had asthma, so she was dying. Well, we jumped on that train. The poor conductor looked at us. We just looked like we went through hell. He was like, yeah, oh okay. No, we not. So we almost died. You really followed this man outside? I said, you really followed this man outside. I, I, look here. We would have ended up in some <laughs> unknown place in Long Island. I mean, we still ended up in some unknown place in Long Island and had to wait two hours for the train. Because we tried. We found the Cheesecake Factory, missed the train we needed to catch, and then had to wait. It was two hours, like an hour, hour and a half wait for another train. And I remember we just passed out. And the poor con- another conductor just looked at it. I felt like was every working? train we jumped on... The conductors was just like, ooh, y'all okay? Ooh, y'all, y'all look like y'all struggling. We're going to leave y'all on. They don't think, I'm pretty sure they did not even take our tickets. They were just like, ooh, these poor babies. Let's go. Was it worth it? No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. We didn't <laughs> sit down in that restaurant long enough to enjoy a cheesecake. <sighs> I mean, it's a funny story now. But at the end of the day, no. no. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I'm like, was it worth it? No, no, of course it wasn't. I remember I missed my stop deep in Long Island, kind of like yours, except I didn't follow a white man outside. I followed my own intuition Mm -hmm. and I missed my stop. And then the next stop was like so like further down in Long Island. I was like, oh, crap. So. I waited there for like an hour and a half. I got like a donut from Dunkin' Donuts. I put myself a new pop socket from T-Mobile. I was chilling. I mean, it was a small town, so it wasn't like anything crazy. And then to Uber back would have been like 60 bucks. So I was like, let me sit my behind here and wait for that $8 ride. <laughs> and it's because I, I, went, I went the wrong way. And I had to tell the conductor, hey, like, hey, I, got, I went the wrong way. I was supposed to go the other way. Like, they told me to tell you. Um, I, I, got, I still got the ticket. It wasn't punched. And the guy was like, okay. And he just took my ticket. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they should understand. Like, sometimes you just mess up. You get so lost and so confused. Well... Speaking of lost and confused, let's jumble it up again and do, do we, we have time for the, the last three random questions of the day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So these questions are not about like NYC, uh, transportation systems, but I do believe a lot of our conversations and our ideas come about while we're on these particular trains 
Ubers, yellow taxis, etc., etc. So we're going to start. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. First question. How honest are you with me? How honest am I with you? Yes, ma'am. I'm 100% honest. I pull no punches. You are. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you really are. Because you have this very, very strong personality. You're very open and you're very just like blunt. So if I ever come to you for anything, like, Leander, what about this? That's stupid. Cool, sis. <laughs> How honest are you with me? I think I am also, well, not 100%. I'll say I'm like 90% honest with you. Because I do sugarcoat a lot of the things that I say because of how I am as a person. I either hold a lot of stuff in or I try to find a nicer way of saying it rather than be like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. So I, I want to say I am. It depends on the situation. It depends on the circumstances. I would rather say like, I'll, I'll give myself a 95, 95%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. To be honest with you, I do this thing where like I think I'm saying something nicely, but then people are like, "That was still mean," and I'm like, "Oh well, I said it. It's too late." Yes. Yes. I'm that. afraid I know. Like, we'll be like, mean? "That wasn't nice." I said what I said. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. No, I and I say and I say the term. I said what I said a lot. Um, because of that, because at the end of the day, once you say something, mm-hmm. it's like a tube of toothpaste. You can't put it back. So even if I'm like, oh, I didn't mean it that way, it's, I still said it. So you might as well own up to it and own it and be like, yeah, I said it. I meant it. May, did I mean it to mm-hmm. sound as mean? Probably not, but I still meant it. Okay, it's fair. It's very fair. So that's just my philosophy. Next question. All right. When was the moment you felt closest to me? It's going to sound so bad. Just everybody. Well, first off, let me pre like let me let me start this off. Guys, we best friends. <laughs> we have been confused for <laughs> lesbian lovers before. Oh my god. So this is my best friend. <laughs> so, we don't want people to be like the moment you felt close. Ooh, it about to get dirty and nasty. <laughs> Yeah, we should specify that before. We're actually best friends. She's one of my best friends. I have many. Um, but <laughs> she is one of the main the main ones um, that I talk to every day. So to answer your question, Sasha, it sounds so bad. But the closest, the, the moment I felt closest mm-hmm. to you is when you lent me money. And to me, when you lend somebody money, you trust them. To do what they're gonna say, what they say they're gonna do with that money, mm. or you trust that they're actually in a hard predicament on a hard time. And I was like, oh wow, like and and also like the fact that you were willing to even give up, you know, that X amount of money to me, even though it might not have been a lot, or it was still, I was still like, oh wow, like she, she cares. <laughs> Oh, I no, and, no, and I, I knew you cared about me, but it's one thing to say it and one thing to act on it. You know what I'm saying? And 
To me, one of the ways that people show they care is when they help you out of hard predicaments monetarily. It's probably a bad way to think of that, mm-hmm. to think of it like that. But because because so much of my problems surround having financial problems or financial burdens, um, I really I just appreciated it. And I appreciated the fact that you had it in your heart to even give it to me. So when did you feel closest to me? The diamond in your life. <laughs> the diamond in your life, I'm dead. Um... So, I'm different. I feel closest to the person when I'm able to cry in front of them. So, you already heard one story of when I cried in front of Leandra, but that is not the only story time I've cried in front of her. I don't cry in front of people. I understand, you know, crying isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, that's the truth. That is the truth. But in retrospect, for someone who is strong, who has to be a strong person not only in like at least with me i feel like i have to be the strong person in my friend group i at the time was also a supervisor so i had to be the strong person in the management team i built this wall around myself where i'm this strong independent black woman so when i finally burst into tears in front of her i was like oh man she's my friend (laughs) I don't cry for nobody. And she sat there. She was just like, oh, no. Because she knows I don't cry. She's like, oh, no, Sasha. And to this day, I can honestly say Leandra's one of the very few people I've cried in front of. And I feel closest when I'm able to be that vulnerable around someone. Oh, wow. Yay. Yeah, you cried. Yeah, you cried. <laughs> Yay, she leaked from her eyes. Yes. Uh. All right, third question, and then we are signing off. All right, so since we talked about catcalling, New York City rats, and transportation in today's podcast, I wanted to know, what are you going to take away from this conversation? Um, to be honest with you, probably the beginning portion of the conversation where you, um, asked me about people who were too scared to stand up for themselves. I didn't know that was still a thing. I'm gonna be honest. And not to say like, I'm ignorant to the world and, and I don't have empathy for other people's like sadness or issues. It's just, I definitely thought because of probably because of social media activism and the whole rah, rah sisterhood, we're in it together you know, feminism rocks, you know, men suck type of thing on, not men suck, but you know, um, make men accountable movement on social media. I just assumed everybody was beginning to be like me where they were just like, Hey, yeah, I'm still not going to take you saying this to me. I don't know why you're talking to me. Um, Sasha will tell you, I, if you're talking to me and I don't know you and you are a stranger, there's a certain look I will give you. Especially if I did not initiate that conversation. Yes, I'm a people person, but certain times I will look at you like, get away from me. Seriously, get away from me. Do not talk to me. And I think my face alone is what scares some people away. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have adopted the um, 
resting bitch face when I walked down the streets of New York. So, but I, but yeah, I didn't know that women were still scared to ignore catcallers or to say something when called out of their name. And that self-respect that they had is, you know, being jeopardized by somebody's words. I didn't know that. Yeah, I want to put it out there. It's been shown that there are cases of women dying just... Oh, no, no, I, I, because... I knew that, but I... No, no, I'm just saying, so that's why a lot of the fear comes about. But no, it's sad. It's very sad and it's a thing that I wish would hurry up and just finally change. Right. But as for me, what am I going to take away from this conversation? Uh, New York City is trash? No. Um, (laughs) I'm going to point this out because a lot of the stories that we pointed out and things that happened happened before the pandemic. So hopefully when we are able to finally start, well, we're able to use it, but when we start needing to use these systems again, um, we will see a huge difference. I know recently I read that the New York City buses are finally taking payment again, starting August 31st. So that's going to be a thing. Um, I haven't been on a train. I tried to get on a train. I was like, no, nah, I'm actually kind of scared. The Long Island Railroad is a lot cleaner. Everyone's not fighting to get a seat. It's a lot neater. But hopefully we'll see what changes the MTA has done to better fit their clientele. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what one thing I'm going to take away from the conversation. I'm going to take away all these negatives and hopefully expect a positive going forward in the future. That's really good. And that's a really good note to end on. So thank you guys for coming back to our podcast and listening to us chat about life and things that mean a lot to us. Um, I am Leandra. And I'm Sasha. And this was the Black and Bougie Podcast episode two.